I had a very strange childhood. I had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. Today's short story podcast is dedicated to a few different topics that are pretty important. Trauma, stress, emotions, and aging. To help us out, we're bringing on Mary Heaven, who's a board-certified and licensed acupuncturist, practicing out of Connecticut and specializing in cosmetic acupuncture and gua sha. If you don't know what that is, it's a natural facial therapy that repatterns the way the skin ages. Her work is deeply focused on treating psycho-emotional disorders such as anxiety, depression, PTSD, as well as muscle skeletal conditions, lymphatic health, and reconditioning the nervous system. In addition to acupuncture and gua sha, she offers other holistic services such as cupping, something I know very well, and other anti-aging facial treatments to promote natural healing and empower your life, something that is totally on board with what we believe in at Innovative Medicine. Mary, welcome to the podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Casper. So excited to be here. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be sharing this space with you all um, this afternoon. Yeah, no, it's 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 an exciting, I think, topic because it relates to so much of what's going on right now. And before we jump into this idea of how trauma, stress, emotions are really impacting us and even how we age and showing up on our skin, I was hoping you could start talking a little bit about your own healing story and how you actually healed from not just chronic Lyme, but also thyroid cancer. Yeah, so it has been quite a journey, 20 years in the making. Um right as I was starting my freshman year of college, um, I started getting a lot of panic attacks, brain fog, anxiety, fatigue, um, you know, a lot of those typical subset of symptoms that nobody really knows what's going on with you, doesn't know how to help you. It was after a few times um, going to the hospital in Rhode Island where I was going to college um, and just intuitively feeling like my homeostasis was rocked, something was really wrong. Um, my mom found, um, a Lyme specialist in Connecticut mm. because I grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut, that it's an area that is completely wooded and it is absolutely rife with, um, deer and, um, so many people in my community have been, um, you know, rocked with Lyme disease. So my family doctor actually had said when I went to him with everything that was going on, he was like, I think that you possibly have Lyme. So he started treating me empirically, you know, their typical gold standard. We're going to give you doxycycline for 30 days. You know what? That treatment is great. <laughs> you know, you got a bullseye and you just got the bite, but mm -hmm. I didn't have a bullseye ever. Um, so I don't even know when I could have gotten, it was probably sometime when I was a kid and playing manhunt in the woods in my neighborhood. Um, I ended up going to a Lyme specialist, got treated for an entire year. I had to withdraw from my freshman year of college. And again, this is in 2002, um, you know, started doing some of the cutting edge therapies early on, um, IV immune drips, homeopathics, um, you know, ozone, um, IVs. And, um, you know, I made a pretty swift recovery from that, but um, the faculties of my thinking and my brain kind of never really came back online. And when I say brain fog, that's pretty like diffuse, but the experience I had with it was um, feeling like I was in a dream every single day. 
So I just kind of had to accept that as like my current reality and hope that it would go away at some time. And I was like 19 years old. So, um, you know, started back at school, um, long story short, uh, after a long story, um, you know, I was in the corporate world and I started getting sinus infections all the time. I was 24 years old. I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I had no idea what was wrong with me. Saw another specialist. He tested my hormones, a complete adrenal failure, insufficiency. Um, mitochondria was really, really low. Um, I also had Epstein-Barr virus, um, candida. You know, I was put on antibiotics for a year. It decimated my system. So I ended up getting chronic sinus infections and most sinus infections are as you know, fungal. So um, I really started to do my own research because I quite frankly um, was tired of not feeling well and being so young. And I kind of became my own doctor and a little bit dissuaded from the Western medical paradigm and feeling like I wasn't being heard. And after doing a litany of tests, kind of like, this is as good as it gets. Like, we don't know what to tell you, like, you know, go have fun or the invisible illness. We don't, we don't see anything wrong. So, um, yeah, started my journey with just doing a lot of research and wellness and, um, going to healing practitioners. I got really, really big into acupuncture and made a swift recovery. Um, found out I had Hashimoto's started taking medicine for that. And, um, when I turned 30, I ended up, um, leaving the corporate world and wanted to not just have a job, but to really pursue my life passion and work. So I went to um, three-year program for a master's of science in acupuncture and it's pretty much catapulted from there. And um, a year post-graduation, I was about to open my private practice in my hometown of Greenwich, Connecticut, um, practicing acupuncture. And um, the same doctor who found, you know, or who postulated that I had Lyme found a lump in my neck just doing um, a a palpatory exam. It was February. I had a few, um, you know, um, runny nose, kind of sore throat and turned out that it was thyroid cancer. So, uh, moved through that, had my thyroid replaced. And, um, I then, you know, learned a lot about the gut thyroid connection and HPA axis and, started working with, um, a naturopath to go after, um, some of the candida and SIBO and gut, um, insufficiency that I know, um, you know, probably led to the toxicity in the thyroid cancer. Um, what I want to impart here is that it's really, truly all related. And, um, a lot of times when we go thing, through things like this, we feel, um, just so disenchanted and so disappointed. And what I want to share is that, this isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. And if you stay with the path and believe and have faith and let yourself heal, you will not only heal, you will come into a whole new version of who you are. Yeah. No, uh, healing is, is absolutely transformative and going through everything you did, as you just spoke about is transformative and anyone that's been through chronic conditions and any, um, uh, you know, uh, type of disease knows about stress and trauma and knows about the negative emotions that encircle that. Could you talk a little bit about now the mechanisms, everything you've learned through your training as a healthcare pr uh, practitioner, uh, acupuncturist about the mechanisms of how that stress, that trauma is impacting us and aging us? 
Oh, lots to say on that, but let's just talk about our modern day age. 2019, I coined a term 21st century posture. What does that mean? All of us have our shoulders up to our ears. We're rolled forward. Our necks are tight. Our jaws are clenched. Our bodies don't feel safe. When we talk about the nervous system, the nervous system does not know how to differentiate between a stressful email and being chased by a tiger. The same response mobilizes within the body. The adrenaline starts to cascade through the bloodstream. The cortisol boosts up short term. We need this response. If a tiger is in fact chasing us, it's going to save our life. Our blood is going to pump to our limbs and it's going to help us to run like hell from the tiger. Problem is when it's not a tiger chasing us, it's just this email. It's just my sister said something not nice to me. It's just, this is stressing me out. It's just, it's, it's not just, it's cumulative on our system. And one of the first areas of the body to receive a deficit of the blood flow is the gut. And there you go. Whole subset of gut issues. The gut is completely connected to the face. The gut is, is what's going to feed our chi our life force energy, our blood, and think about what is supplying the nutrients to our muscles, our tissues, our fascia. It's that she and that's that blood. And when those become deficient, not enough chi to move the chi, things start to stagnate. So then we start to see the lymphatic system just get congested. What does that lend itself to? And in terms of the face and aging, our faces are going to be puffy. And to boot, um, when we are under, you know, bouts of stress, we see a decrease, a decrease in the fibroblastic activity. The fibroblasts are a fiber that are responsible for building the collagen. The collagen is the plumping factor to the skin. And scientifically speaking, fibroblasts don't function in the sympathetically dominant state. What is sympathetically dominant? It is one of the two states that exist under the autonomic nervous system. Sympathetically dominant is known as the fight or flight reflex. Simply put, when you are in fight or flight, your body halts collagen production. So if you've ever heard someone say, I've had a stressful year, I feel like I've aged 10, there's a lot of merit to that. Technically, you have. And how this relates to the current world that we're living in, everybody is over the top with their stress levels. Even pre-pandemic, I treated hundreds of patients and nobody had the basic wherewithal and reserves within them. They were tapped out. And now our levels of anxiety, the trauma, everything is like bubbling over. So, you know, I wanna say that um, healing the nervous system, healing our trauma, which is a whole nother conversation, at least getting our systems regulated is crucial to every single facet of our healing and our well-being. And very specifically when it comes to aging and the thing that I don't want to see happen is, you know, a flux of people looking in the mirror and feeling bad about who they are because of this wrinkle and this is happening. And then they just run out to get the quick fix and the Botox. Yeah, I want to jump into Botox in a second, but 
you're absolutely correct. There's too many false tigers right now, constantly attacking us. Sympathetic system completely burned out. And that's going to age us. And that's going to make us look it too. We're all looking a little bit worn. I think these days we're all tired of it because it's constant. I mean, the fear factor of everything out there is, is really a lot. And, you know, if you look even beyond the stressors out there, so many people are walking around with emotional baggage and that's showing on their face. And you posted a beautiful uh, image the other day on Instagram of the emotions in the face where it shows literally disenchantment, other things. Can you talk a bit about that and how we have this connection between our face and our emotions? And it's not just, you know, sad, you're showing it quickly with a frowny face. We're talking about years of holding on to emotions showing up on the face. Yep. So our face, um, and I hope this comes as no surprise at this point, is a storehouse of our emotions. It contains all the stories of our happies, our joys, our sads. And um, when we get wrinkles, um, our face is telling a story, any wrinkle. What Fundamentally, what is a wrinkle? A wrinkle is a contraction in the muscle. What causes a contraction? Well, in part, stress. And think about the response that your body does. Think about somebody going through trauma. What do you imagine their body doing? Shelling up. What am I doing? I'm in contraction. Our muscles are doing the very same thing. Um, the facial map that you just spoke of actually was created by my late teacher who I had such the pleasure and privilege of studying with Lillian Bridges. She studied with her grandmother, um, She's Chinese. She's like a Chinese shaman. She studied um, facial reading with her grandmother. And then she went on to bring through all these teachings around the face, our trauma and our emotions um, with, you know, the lens of psychology behind it. And what's interesting is Lillian said, the original face is best described as a, as an individual's essence. Our essence is something um, in Chinese medicine known as our Jing. Our Jing is our ancestral, what we call Qi. It is what you are born with. And it is like your absolute life force. And it's what dictates like your aging and your overall um, constitution to be able to withstand the um, difficulties of life. Yes, you come into this life with this Qi already. Um, you cannot restore it once it has been depleted. And um, what depletes your Jing? chronic stress. Where does the Jing show up? In your face. The Jing is related to our kidneys. The kidneys are the water element. And one of the most crucial facets of, you know, defying our aging and keeping our muscles and our tissues healthy is water. Mm. It's the fluidity in our facial structure. We dry out like prunes when our water reserves are depleted. And don't the kidneys usually show up right around the eyes and yep. under the eyes, right? Where a lot of people usually have some issues and go towards yep. the Botox type of alternative. Yes, exactly. The stagnation and, um, you know, this can show the kidney insufficiency, adrenal insufficiency, but bags under your eyes. Um, what are the bags under your eyes? A lot of times it's congested lymph. Where does um, the lymph for your face drain? It drains into the axillary node right above your clavicle. And if you think about it, um, the arterial blood supply for the face comes from the neck as well. We're all walking around with our 21st century postures, 
What does that mean for us in a larger scale? Our face isn't getting any of the arterial blood supply moving up and it is not getting any of that drainage moving down, not to mention the lymphatic system. It doesn't move on its own. It's gotta be manually stimulated. So through things like gua sha, um, you know, facial um, stimulation, spiked jade rollers, or I'd rather say grooved, not spikiness, you are actually creating that gentle fluid motion, but you're also working through the tight, taut muscles in the face and creating a pathway so that when the fluid is ready to actually drain, it has a pathway to move. And um, just so you know, when we talk about the face, we've got 43 muscles in this thing, guys. Like, and you know, we get knots in our necks, our backs and our shoulders. We get them in our face too. So um, we have got to restore this flow. Yeah. And it goes both ways, open. right? When, when you restore that flow, when you work on the face itself, it's working on the emotions. It goes both ways. Hugely. And then you work on Hugely. the emotions. It shows on the face, right? And it goes back and forth. And we it's learned that. Yeah. We, we've applied different lymphatic drainage types and something called Fido 5 therapy from Switzerland that applies different essential oils and stimulates. And it's not just about you looking better. It's about addressing emotions, stress, all of that. So you got to look at it in a holistic viewpoint. And that's why I think as carnivore MD loves to say, Botox is bullshit, right? He goes around Kale's bullshit. I love bullshit. that guy. <laughs> well, I got some beef with him because everything is bullshit, but yeah, and I, right, I can't right. say nature is bullshit. It gives us so yeah. much, but I will right. say this. Botox is bullshit. <laughs> Guys, Botox go, in, go is into bullshit. that, go into that a little bit. Cause I know so many people that are on the holistic level, spiritual people, and then do Botox all the time. And it's like, come on. So yeah. go into why Botox is bullshit. All right, let's go there. So um, I can speak to it on many fronts. Again, so our face is a storehouse to our emotions. It's ultimately a portal to our heart, guys, okay? So if we start to unlock this wisdom, we're gonna connect with ourselves in a deeper way. Also beauty and true healing, it doesn't come from a needle being injected in your face. It comes from the softening of your body, the reconciliation, the coming home to your heart. It, that is the true essence of the radiance that is gonna have someone stop you on the street and say, what have you done? You are glowing or I'll have what she's having. When it comes to Botox, um, please, 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 please think twice because uh, Botox is a tox. It's a neurotoxin. It is a small inactive form that is a small inactive form of botulism. Botulism yeah. guys is a disease that attacks your nervous system and seizes your muscles. It's horrible. It's, it's not something I would wish on anyone. Um, so the reason why that works is when we have the contractions in the muscles, like I said before, causing the wrinkles, Botox works. And it's like a one and done the first round. And then you keep going back every six weeks. We'll get into that. Um, we're stopping these, um, you know, contracted muscles. We're creating paralysis, flaccidity, and taking them out of their contractile state. Um, and when you start to do that, your, your face and your muscles are going to atrophy. Would you want any muscle in your body to atrophy? Would you want your arms to atrophy? You know, do you, do you want to halt the blood flow? So it's actually number one, truth be told, Botox is accelerating our aging. It's mm -hmm. creating 
tissue trauma, it's creating muscle weakness. And then not to mention what happens when you tell something to stop moving, especially in the name of the face, in the name of all like lymph that we were just speaking of, you start to see exactly, exactly. And a friend of mine, um, that I was having a conversation with, um, a few months back, she, um, got the Dysport injections in her crow's feet reframe as Lillian Bridges, my amazing teacher would say, those are not crow's feet. Those are joy lines. It shows your capacity <laughs> to smile with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so she got the Dysport and then she was like, you know, I always notice that I get bags under my eyes. Um, when I get that, why is that? I'm like, you've told your muscles to go to sleep, honey. Like you've told this to stop moving. And so, you know what? your body's really intelligent and it listened to that directive. And so it stopped moving. And as a result, you're getting the static fluid accumulating under your eyes. Yeah. And, you know, to go back to just how toxic it is, when my father was in medical school, they only applied botulin Botox in people that were highly spasmatic, right? Parkinson's, everything to completely seize up the arm but they knew it was a very heavy toxin. Why you'd use that electively in the face, like doctors back then, that would blow their mind that they're seeing today, you know, the use of this so prevalent and said to be so safe when there's so many things that, that are red flags there. And again, total bullshit. Yeah, and I know that this might be a little bit controversial. I'm willing to get into it and don't wanna have um, people get after me, I also want to say to people, not putting you down, if Botox is your jam, I just want to give this information to you so you can make your own informed decision. But a lot of the doctors I think are um, doing Botox on people because they don't even know how bad the side effects are. Why do they not know? Because the people who are funding the studies for Botox um, are the people who have the money and they are, you know, in part with big pharma and one of the top grossing pharmaceutical brands, or it probably was pre-pandemic is Allegra. What does Allegra make? They make Botox. Mm. So why you're not seeing the studies is because they're not being published. And in the beauty world and magazines, why are you not seeing um, an adverse reaction or, you know, what Botox does or how it's bad? Because some of the biggest funding for these publications is Allegra. Right. I mean, listen, you could always follow the money trail and you could always look into the true science of it all, not the science that's being put out by people that make the money off of it. And you could see, and and like you said, I mean, everything you're saying here makes sense that this stagnation, this injecting of toxins, this emotional disconnection that it's causing and us not prioritizing health and just trying to get that quick fix to look and I got to be honest, a lot of people that get Botox, you could tell you got a frozen face. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to smile. You're supposed to have those, you know, joy wrinkles that you put yeah, in there. Real expressions. Um, you know, I, I kind of want to round up now and, and wind up a little bit and start to offer not some, you know, scare tactics to everyone to be fearful with. But what can we do? We're in year two now. We're all under ma- massive amounts of stress. We're all dealing with some types of emotional baggage there. What are some of your tips and what's the advice you would impart on to the audience to say, here's how you could stop that. Here's how you could actually reverse aging and take control and empower yourselves. 
Yeah. So to re-empower yourself, number one, keep it simple. This Mm -hmm. isn't about adding more to-dos to your daily regimen. Let's take a look at your nutrition, your water intake. Are you putting minerals in your water to anchor in the hydration? What's the quality of the water you're consuming? Is it spring water or is it coming from a tap or a plastic bottle? Are you moving your body? How's your sleep at night? Um, I'm also a huge proponent for salt baths to clear our energetic fields and to really restore that kidney energy and calm the nervous system. I just really implore anyone to identify something that really brings them into their center so that they feel grounded. What is it that makes you feel really good about you? Do more of that because we need to take the body out of this um, ratcheted up fight or flight state. I also highly recommend acupuncture for regulating the nervous system because one of the first things that acupuncture does is works to downregulate that sympathetic dominance, again, the fight or flight, and it brings you back into the parasympathetic state, the rest and digest. And that's the only place you can truly heal from. And then also the gua sha sculpting facials to really release the tension in the face and areas that have frozen, not even from, you know, anything other than our own fears, because when we close off these areas of ourself, we start to disconnect with our own intuition. So it's really about coming back into your center, coming back into your core and holding your frequency. Absolutely. Great advice. Mary, I actually want to continue with a few extra questions, but I do want to end the podcast session of this so we could post extra stuff afterwards that the audience could see. But where can people learn more about you? I understand you're making yourself a little bit more available now by doing more virtual things, telemedicine. So tell us, where can we learn more about that? Yes. So um, you can learn more about me on Instagram at Mary Heaven Acu um, or my website, MaryHeavenAcupuncture.com. Awesome. People go check that out and and do understand that it's all about the emotions, the trauma, not finding the quick fixes, but actually taking control. And you will see that manifest on your face and and, in how you age. So Mary, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and coming on. Thank you so very much for having me. I hope this conversation was helpful for everyone. And it's never about fear. It's about moving back into love, guys. Let's heal. Let's take better care of ourselves. Let's make this just a great year.